What a disappointment. This show and that movie. Ghost of Christmas Past, Eugene is wrong. Forward backwards. But then when they're in the forwards backwards, it's it's backward. Uh, just over here just smelling like beef and cheese and... Just, he's a beefcake moron. Yeah, eventually you get used to the taste. Just blast it all over me, I guess. quite done oh let's go (laughs) fuck off (laughs) Uh, uh, it's busy uh air out your ass crack (laughs) i was so tempted to repay the favor but i knew as soon as i did that joni would walk in behind you oh the kids were right by yeah they were real Uh close Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) and daddy whose balls are on my screen Uh, and I'm on some list. Yep, yep. Wife is out there having to explain to the boys what exactly mooning means. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to moon you. Ah. I was going to give you the business. Oh, ew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, I really enjoyed seeing your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I haven't yeah. before. The curve, the curvature of the lines and the hair and the... Yeah, your ass is kind of like mine. There's not much curvature or existence yeah. there. No, it's just kind of... Yep, it's kind of... <coughs> it's, oh, don't it, worry, I was taking screen grabs of our Zoom meeting. For the, and then I'm going to post it, like, this is the first ten minutes of our Zoom meeting. Me <laughs> just staring at an empty chair. <laughs> and then oh, he I walks was... in and has the audacity to say, hurry up. <laughs> oh, you were just sitting there eating. Like, it's okay. No, I was watching Star Trek. I didn't even stop the episode. Once, once you entered the room, I was like, oh... Uh, oh my god, I... Uh, oh, you don't like salt and vinegar, do you? Oh, I ooh, that's I hate them. That's my favorite chip, but these are usually the uh, weakest ones of uh-huh. any flavor. Any flavor you like. Like, their barbecue and stuff's really good, but... This bag I bought, holy fuck, shit. You can't, you can't eat more than four, five, maybe. And oh, they're overpowering? No, perf- they're perfect, but any more than that, you're gonna get sick. I used to like them, but I just, eh, they're too, mm. It's something I grew up on. I, I love salt and vinegar. I understand if people don't, but, like, that's my favorite chip. Oh, oh, it's good. Yeah, for me, I'll just take my cheese puffs. Yeah. Before, during, or after the show. Do you go, <laughs> so you go full cheese puff, or do you do, like, Cheetos, too? Because, like, Cheetos, I like cheese puffs, too, but Cheetos are... Yeah, yeah, that's the only ones I eat is Cheetos. Cheetos are the... Okay. Pinnacle of like so like the hard crunchy one. Yes, yep, yeah. the hard crunchy one. They're either they have regular and then they have a spicy one, and mm. either or I'm fine with. Oh, the regular ones though that that might be almost neck and neck with salt and vinegar chips. Oh, that, that, I love that's them. top two. That's usually what I'm chomping on when I'm watching my garbage. Well, not all garbage. There's a lot of good movies, but some garbage <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> he lies to himself. Oh, I gotta. Gotta start speaking the truth. Oh, you did speak the truth on that episode with TJ. Every single movie you talked about was like, "Look, I love this movie. I love it. It's a piece of shit, but I love it." So it's like hey. you were very honest. Every single one, I'm telling you, every uh, single one. It was. I was. Uh huh. I just uh, deflect with my nose. 
Eh, they're not all. They're some. I never said that all <laughs> horror movies are shit. I just said that the majority of them are, and I I feel like if. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you really lined, I'm talking roulettes, everything that you can constitute in the horror genre. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> oh, but oh, good, good. Oh, it's back. I left the uh, kids in here for half the day, and they pushed my movies back off the back of the entertainment center, so they're on the floor again. That was probably funny to them. No, they don't do it on purpose because oh, they're they don't. not okay. cognizant of anything that they do with their body. They just flail up. Okay. I'm, I was it... surprised. I was surprised that I haven't. Got, let's get right into bitch sesh. I was surprised that I hadn't got a text from you uh, up until this point this week about, oh, Mister Ghostman, where are you at? Blah blah blah. Oh, I, well, I almost did. Almost this afternoon, but I'm like, no. I, I thought about texting you, but I I didn't because I was like, nope. I'm gonna save it for the show because. The reason that I haven't, we haven't been in communication, I have a reason for that. It, it was not just, whatever. Um, the hell day is it? Monday. Monday. So it would have been Sunday night going into Monday. I knew that I had to have a meeting uh, Monday sometime during the day at a certain point, And so that was kind of stressing me out. And then I, let's see, the Browns played Sunday night, which... It's a good thing because that they got moved to national media spotlight time, but that also means their start time is 8.20, mm. which means I'm sound asleep by halftime, and I really wanted to see that game, but, and then we're, we're dead square in the middle of family time, too, so I didn't get to watch a minute of it. I, I was just checking the score on my phone, but still, by halftime, I was done. Did they lose? Oh, no, they won. Big time. Oh, nice. Yep. Oh, right. they're... they're they, they're just still doing good. Uh, so, anyway, that's beside the point. But uh, uh, I knew I was going to have to have this meeting, so I wasn't really drinking or anything crazy. I woke up at, well, I had a dream. Uh, I know the, the everybody's favorite thing in the world is to hear about somebody else's dream. But bear with me for a minute. Uh, so I, I had this dream, and I woke up at 2.30. And when I woke up from the dream, which was kind of a nightmare... I was having a full bore panic attack. And if you don't know what that's like, you either know or you don't know. I thought you had, didn't you have one last week too? I was having anxiety. That's a little different than a, that's different than a panic attack. When you, when you're having a panic attack, it's just all of a sudden on you for absolutely no reason. And like my heart was going a thousand miles an hour. I couldn't breathe. And so I was, uh, I was just laying there in the middle of the night and I was just doing like breathing exercises and trying to calm my body down. And, uh, uh, after an hour, that was it. And off to the bathroom for puking. Oh. And I, I, like my stomach wasn't upset. It's just something that comes on from, uh, and I've heard of this from other people, anxiety, depression. I don't really have depression. I don't think, uh, but anxiety, panic attacks, stuff like that. There's no reason for it. The shit just fucking happens. And if you ever have one, you'll know when it happens. Because it's... We could be sitting here doing a podcast, and for no reason whatsoever, I'm not worried about anything. Just boom, it feels like you're having a heart attack, you can't breathe. The only thing you want to do is, like, lay down on a cold floor or something. Like, it just... It's hard to explain, but if you ever have one, you will know. And I woke up from sleep having one at 2.30. Um, 
at 3.30 I went and threw up, and I didn't go back to sleep until, uh, I think from like 4.30 to 5 I caught some time, and then I was up until 5 p.m., so I was up all night and all day, and like you were talking about with TJ, when you way too old for that kind of sleeplessness. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was just miserably miserable uh, all of the first of those last few days. Uh, last night I was able to catch some sleep, but I still I had to get up at uh, 5.30 for work and uh, uh, woke up at 4. Ugh. I mean, it's it's been bad this week, but I, I was able to catch some sleep again then today. So I'm feeling... I'm feeling, I've had some appetite again today. I'm feeling back to normal. I'm feeling good-ish, as good as I can. I'm going to be off for like the next three days. No, uh, well, one, two, three, four, four or five days. Um, so that's good. But that there was a reason why we were not communicating. Like I was, I was in bad, bad, bad shape. Yeah, and last night I was finishing up uh, Guy Pierce Christmas Carol and I'm like, I should, this is awesome. Should I text you? And I'm like, oh, I just feel like something's going on over in your neck of the woods. I'm like, mm, just. <laughs> oh, it was. And if, and if I was like, last night, I don't know what time you're talking about, maybe nine, ten o'clock. I was so deliriously tired. That was you about know, ten I mean, o'clock. I, let's see. All day Monday, you know what I had to eat? A banana. Oh. Today, my, my appetite has finally come back. So I've eaten a fair amount today. Monday was just awful because when I'm that tired, we've been through this. My yes. lack of sleep, my stomach turns sour. It's just a whole mishmash nightmare. Awful. Oh, and then, uh, like, oh, of course, it's, it, again, we've talked about this before and people are probably bored of hearing about it. But, oh, the kids, they can just tell. They can just tell. Mm, you don't feel good. So now I'm just going to walk around the house going, ee! and run up to you going and I just like my I start it starts in again like my heart starts racing I can't breathe (laughs) it's oh and we're just now heading into the the holiday season oh yeah oh it's been it's been Merry Christmas for a month here I mean I've I've now officially watched over 20 Christmas well no 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 after tonight, I think I'll have I'll have watched twenty Christmas movies because Silent Night Deadly Night's probably going to be tonight, probably. So you were uh, Pierce Brosnan Christmas Carol. Have you talked about that one before? No, I'm not a, familiar with that one. I don't think. Uh, how many Christmas Carols is this? Oh, one? there's a lot. I mean, for me this year there was Scrooged and Muppets Christmas Carol, and then the Guy Pierce one. The Guy Pierce one is oh, it's so great. And I'm like, it's like you and I are the only wait, wait. two people's on, people on oh, Earth that Guy have seen Pierce. it. I thought you said Pierce Brosnan. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm Guy, sorry. The Guy, the Guy Pierce, Pierce one is the one that I watched. Yes. I, thought, I, I thought you said Pierce Brosnan. Well, we'll look yeah. back in the edit and maybe we'll let that yeah. roll. But. Oh, probably. <laughs> I do, at some point, I do want to, now that I just rewatched it, I want to discuss that, a couple things about that movie with you then later on. Yeah, I want to, there's that and there's a few other things in recently watched that we need to talk about. So we shouldn't spend too much time on the roulette or bitching, I guess. But go okay. ahead. I, I just bitched for 10 minutes, so. Um, that, not much I can say because ears. Yeah. You can just tell they're knocking around. Lingering, lingering. Yeah, yes. Yep. UPS just pulled up, dropping something off. Shit powder for me, probably. I Actually, I think that's what it is. 
<laughs> I think I just... <laughs> oh, it's probably kid... it's probably a whole bunch of Trump votes. Oh, <laughs> here you go. We haven't talked about that for a little while, but I just what's the me point? Angry. We're all yeah. just we're, we're those of us that know know, and those of us that don't are idiots. Yeah, I go mean, to parlor. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, which they're not. Uh, McConnell uh, has turned against him, and today Pat Robertson. Yeah, turned I against him. That, which that, I thought was hysterical. Yeah, I like, believe okay, that Mama, Mama's boy is even starting to uh, pull back from him. Yeah, Pence. Yeah, Pence yeah. is pulling back. I would love for ev- I want everybody to hate him. Like that's the goal for like that would be my life ambition and goal is for well, the but entire- didn't I, I told you, I told you he's going to split the Republicans in half, right? Yeah, good. What's he doing? You you've got on one side you've got uh, uh, Trump and Parler and QAnon and all of their followers, and on the other side you've got Republicans that are going maybe maybe not and. Right yeah. down the middle. Oh, I hope this runoff. Oh, I hope that the I hope the Dems get the control of the. Uh, oh, that would make me so. Mm. <laughs> just just the last little cherry on top for just everybody that I know that I haven't really been paying much attention to that. Yeah, I've been anyway. I've been explaining to some people why the voter fraud thing is all nonsense, but other than that, I'm. Oh yeah, I have one one person that I would acquaintances with on Facebook and he's like one of the last people that last refuges of hope or for, for, oh, this is, this is what this means. And this was what this means. 10 year posted a video of a 10 year old girl was able to, to hack into a voter thing and change the number of votes. And that's how easy it is to do this. And that like, aren't you a smart dude? Like it's not how that, that's not how any of this works, but (laughs) they're just grasping at straws at this point. Yeah, and when you have like McConnell and Pat Robertson leaving, that that's a pretty big sign. Yeah, but, uh, that the goose is cooked. Yeah, I tweeted yeah. something today about like, hmm, even Pat Robertson, huh? Like that means that the uh, Trumpy Christians are going to have to decide between televangelists and Christians, or or did Pat Robertson, the televangelist Christian, become part of the deep state? Oh, Which probably that. Are, are you with Trump? Or are you with the Christians? You're going to have to decide. Yeah. It's going to be a very interesting Christmas day because obviously this will have dropped after Christmas. But I I haven't been around my family for almost three months now. Like, it's been a long time. It's going to be very interesting. So you are going down for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We're going over the week uh, on the weekend. We're not going on the day. Yeah. Yeah, They they won't be saying anything. Mine uh, or yours? Mine. I don't think mine will either. I don't think mine will. I don't. I it's so it's so awkward that if anybody does, it would be the brother-in-law. And... I... <laughs> Whatever. Yep. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So it's just been holly jolly Christmas over here. And, <laughs> um, uh, two versions of the, of the Grinch has been watched now. Oh, every uh, year with the Grinch shit. Yeah, we got um. Now we're getting into some of the older, like Charlie Brown Christmas. We did Shrek the Halls. We did uh, the Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Uh, there's a new Frozen-y type of Frozen thing. Uh, Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Story. Elf. Um, um, oh, there's these two little elf detective things on Disney+. Plus. We watched a couple of those. Uh, thinking about maybe Frosty the Snowman, um, and the, um, 
Oh, the one where the boy goes to the Misfits land, whatever. Land of Misfit toys or something? We're a couple of Misfits, yeah, that thing. I don't know. Probably haven't watched it since um, 83. (laughs) Oh, pretty much yearly. I have the (laughs) Blu-ray. I might actually have it on VHS somewhere, because every time I see those uh, uh, claymation Christmassy things, I snap them up on VHS for a dime. I've got a couple of them. Uh, You should get the box set. Blu-ray. I'm good. But for my own stash this year, it's been... Guy Pierce Christmas Carol, and it's going to be Christmas Evil, um, Santa Slay, Song That Deadly Night, Black Christmas 74, and Black Christmas 06. No, that's my, that's my spread. So. And Silent Night, you'll work that one in. Ooh, if anything, it'll be while I'm treadmilling at five in the morning. Angry! Angry! I've watched that movie probably seven or eight times by now, and it, oh, it sucks. Garbage. I mean, at this point, that Blu-ray has to, like, be triggering an FBI call list or something. It should. It should. This movie has been watched more than three times. Oh, that's Stephen Miller directed that. Oh, I hate that movie. I hate it. (laughs) But it's something I gotta do for the fans. No, no, it's not. It's not at all. Okay, uh, are you ready for the roulette? Uh, yeah. I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. Here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And on this episode of the roulette, it is Domino up against Martial Law. Ho oh, ho, I don't know what you think of Martial Law, but I'm guessing you probably won this round. I'm up first. Uh, Domino from 2019. A Copenhagen police officer seeks justice for his partner's murder by a mysterious man starring... Nikolaj Koster-Waldu. You know him, right? No. Yep, he's the one-hand guy from, uh... He's a great swordsman in Game of Thrones. Oh, sure do. Yep. Yep. I gotcha. Guy Pierce is in this as well. Uh, Carice Van Houten. You also know her from Game of Thrones. She was the red-haired lady that liked to take her wardrobe off plenty of times. She was the witch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Which that makes two movies this week that I watched with her that I didn't know she was in. Really good actress. Really like Nicolaj Coster Waldo as well. Uh, story was fine. Do you remember that uh, roulette I had a few months ago? It was uh, Borky Borky, kind of, and the girl had her side of her head shaved. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, you liked that one, I believe. Yeah, I did. I, I quite did. Did you ever watch that one? I, can't I didn't, remember. no. Okay. Uh, I quite like that one. I like that one better than this one. This one kind of has a feel like that. And there are a couple of moments where you're going, oh, maybe we're doing a killery kind of thing. And But no, it turns more into a spy thriller kind of thing, which is fine. It's not nearly as R-rated as that. There's two ways to look at this movie and two ways to grade it. One is, it's the roulette. You know what, if I'm going to get this on the roulette, painless. Totally painless. Fine. Uh, uh, some interesting twists and turns in the plot I enjoyed. Uh, a couple of decent action bits. Um, fine. Then the credits rolled. And what's the first credit? Directed by... Brian De Palma. This is some, like, 90s direct-to-video shit for a Brian De Palma film. Like, I was like, well, you gotta be kidding me. 
Like, okay, now I'm totally reevaluating this movie. This is a piece of shit. (laughs) I expect a hell of a lot more out of Brian. He made Mission Impossible. Like, you know how to make a spy thriller and make it like crazy action, just like awesome. That then I was reevaluating the camera angles, the framing, every single thing. This was like a direct to streaming kind of movie. This did not look like it had Brian De Palma's eye behind it. That that I was kind of shocked when I saw that. But uh, again, graded on two scales: on a Brian De Palma scale, way down; on a had it on the roulette kind of actiony thing, it's fine. Interesting. Okay. okay. I, I wouldn't tell you to keep it in the queue. Okay. You're not you're not missing anything by missing this one. That other one though, that <clears throat> other one you should definitely check out. Forget was the budget called. could you tell like was this like super low budget? Is that one of the reasons why Brian De Palma's made shit with low budgets, man. Yeah, I know. Mm, I'm I'm not finding an excuse for that. Even if the I, and you've got very name actors in this. And that was at the height of their uh uh Game of Thronesiness. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh one more thing I wanted to say. Uh Carice uh, Van Houten. Uh, there's another movie I want to talk about real quick uh, and recently watched, but my first exposure to her was in Game of Thrones, where she was playing this kind of crazy witch and was always getting naked and things flying out of her vagina and whatnot. Uh, and, and so that's all I know from her as an actress. But in this and in the other movie that I watched, I'm weird to see her playing just like normal people, because I just know her from, what, eight or nine seasons of that show? Yeah. But she does a fantastic job, and I... I would see more movies that she's in. I'll okay. skip that one. No, I, I've got yeah, way you too... Yeah, mm-hmm. you're good. <laughs> uh, Martial Law <laughs> with the great Cynthia Rothrock. Martial Law from 1990, which... I mean, it's 1990, but man, this still very much feels 80s to me. It's much more 80s than than 90s. An undercover cop teams up with a martial arts expert to stop a gang of drug smugglers and car thieves. Yeah, that's accurate, actually. Um, oh, this was, this was a good movie. I liked this movie. Um, it's cheesy, direct to video. Uh, the bad guy is great, which is played by David Carradine. He's really good, actually, as the bad guy. And I don't know if Tarantino got his, um, oh, the, the move that they do in Kill Bill, where the dit 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 and you, with well, the five fist death, hand yeah, heart punch thing. There is something very very similar that David Carradine does in this movie, unless that's a trope of his or something. But uh, there have been uh, plenty of martial arts movies back in the like seventies eighties that have done stuff like that. But, okay, uh, it's not impossible. I've heard him talk about his love of Cynthia Rothrock more than once. Oh, okay. Well, she was great in this. And this was just this was. Mindless, direct-to-video, late 80s. This is something that I would have watched over and over on VHS had I watched it, actually, back then. Uh, but moves at a fast pace, has some cool-looking cars that still look cool. Uh, yeah, lots of violence. Thumbs up. I mean, and this is a Vinegar Syndrome movie here. Of all the Vinegar Syndromes I got last year, this is up there. This one here is definitely up there. They don't release many action movies. I mean, for, as you know, for the most part, they release skin flicks and lame horror movies. So this one here, it's no, up there. No, 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 no. There, there are no lame horror movies. Well, yeah, I mean, most, <laughs> I'd say 60% of, 70% of what they would do would be solid quality. And then they've got some duds here and there. But <clears throat> I would love for you to go through your collection and just count which ones are 
pro and con. Uh, <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll just pretend. Um, <laughs> I would tell you though, anytime that you, uh, any of your niche labels, you come across Cynthia Rothrock, bye, bye. Oh, she was, she was good in this. I, I, I got to say though, David Carradine, I thought that he stole the show. He was great. Just he plays a good bad guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, there's other character actors that watching this, you'd be like, oh, he's been in other '80s stuff. I've seen that person in other. I mean, you could tell it's low budget, and this would have this never had a chance to make it to the theaters. But if you're, and I know you are. I know you're into those '80s action direct to video type things. This is it. <laughs> but yeah, but there are certain ones that that. Uh, there are certain there are certain ones that hit a certain tone, and there are ones that uh, uh, were like when John Woo was blown up with his Hong Kong stuff in the in the nineties with his gun fu and all that jazz. I'm gonna play a trailer on the show. How about that? Cynthia Rothrock movies for some reason she just seems to be able to f- the ones that she was into just had that tone. Of course, they want me to. Well, the whole movie is here. Do you want to watch that? Like, oh. no, no, don't want to watch that. Oh, man, you know, I actually clicked on her name. China O'Brien. I remember that yep. VHS cover. Oh, yeah. I, I fucking just watched this the other day. Can you find it now? No. See, now it's gone on too long, and now I have to do this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, you did like the movie. Oh, yes. Yo, definitely. I'm not entirely sure I've seen that one. I might actually have it in a box of... Uh, old VHS rips that I got uh-huh. shipped to me from California. You know that I, I might have it in there. Of course, the transfer is way better than I bet it it's ever looked ever. Oh, I'm sure. Oh yeah, this is it. Here we go. Oh, that's her. All right. Bangkok, a city of the exotic, the sensual. A land where the streets are a jungle. And the jungle is a war zone. Welcome aboard, boys. Terry, what are you doing here, you witch? Good shower with no bounty hunters, huh? It's the last time I have dinner with you. Fearless adventurers. I vote we head back. They don't get a vote. They're just along for the cheap laughs. The risks don't scare them. The odds can't beat them. And nothing is going to stop them. But now, the only woman he ever loved will lead them to an enemy they have never faced. We ain't talking kidnapping. Tell me we'll send you. We talking war. And the mission to save a life becomes the battle to free a nation. The fortress is impenetrable. The opponents are unpredictable. The commander is invincible. But they are unbelievable.
No retreat. No surrender too. <laughs> oh, if that ever comes up on your your stuff, you had better buy it. Yeah, that looks pretty awesome. That <laughs> looks good. Uh, it was good. You've watched that several times, haven't you? I've only watched it once. No. But it was awesome. And she whipped ass. She wasn't in the majority of the thing. She was just a girlfriend that popped up later. They're like, what are you doing here, you witch? Remember? Uh-huh. Uh, awful. Awful things they said in that trailer. You're only here for kicks and shits and giggles or whatever. Like, what does that mean? Because she shows up and, like, just beats the holy hell out of everybody. So definitely worth uh, worth viewing. Oh, that movie was awesome. You would love it. I'm looking here on... Uh, so the original No Retreat, No Surrender was released in 2017, but... I think it was that was a Van Damme, wasn't it? Yeah, but uh, the other ones have not been released. But it had... Yeah, the first one has a U.S. release on... Oh, one movie, two cuts. Hey, hey. Kino released it a couple years ago. Is, is that one good, too? I, I've only seen part two. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's just deeply racist and guys jumping out of potholes in the jungle and shooting and alligators and them, them exploding huts that are just full of gasoline. Oh, I love that. I love that 80s action effect. It's awesome. That movie is dope. Okay. Uh, sorry, I just had to show you that. Let's move on to the next round. I'm up first and... Coming my way, Snow Girl and the Dark Crystal. These are all Blu-rays on my shelf, by the okay. way. Some Asian thing that I actually happened to catch the trailer for. I don't know why it popped up, because this is a couple years old, I think. Uh, High-budget romantic fantasy adventure about legendary hero so-and-so, a fabled warrior with mysterious powers who is forced to conquer the realms of heaven and hell to save his people and the women he loves. And I just saw a whole bunch of special effects that I was like, Whoa! Okay, pick that one up at uh, Dollar Tree for a buck. Maybe I should check that one out. This is another one I picked up at Dollar Tree for a buck. Is Dom Hemingway with uh, Jude Law. Uh, larger than life safe cracker with a short fuse and a long memory. He sets off to collect what he's owed after 12 years in prison. And the trailer, he's basically going around beating the shit out of people. Amelia Clark is in it. I'll pick that up for a dollar. And lastly, on this... Also for a buck, Spaghetti Western Double Feature. I've got mm. The Last Gun and $4 of Revenge. Uh, $4 of Revenge. Here we go. This is why I said it was useless to post these. From the writer of Django and The Great Silence comes an electrifying saga of power, betrayal, and revenge. Set in the final days of the Civil War. Starring Spaghetti Western legend Robert Woods, who was in El Puro, Gatling Gun, Machine Gun Killers. Uh, $4 Vengeance sets the screen ablaze with explosive shootouts, daring escapes, and a magnificent spaghetti western score. Charged with the heart-pumping action, tense drama, elaborate sets, lavish costumes, exceptional camera work by master cinematographer Tino Santoni, girl with the suitcase. And then the set is so cheap that they uh, did not finish the sentence. I don't know if I can... Okay, good. Clear enough, but they uh, just left that hanging with a comma, so... There you go. Okay. I thought about putting both of these up there, but the last gun is 126 minutes, and I was like, mm, a little long yeah. for a 
Okay, uh, over on my end, first up is Eli Roth's History of Horror. And um, there is six episodes on season two. I watched season one already a little while ago. Uh, each one is 40 minutes long, something like that. So if you choose this, I am willing to watch all of them. Uh, Houses of Hell, Monsters, Body Horror, Witches, Chilling Children, and Nine Nightmares are the different uh, subjects that he covers. But I really liked season one. And he he is able to get some really like big names to, to uh, be talking heads on this show. So anyway, that's uh, first up. Uh, next up, I threw up uh, the Leap of Faith, William Friedkin on The Exorcist again. Really want to watch that. Uh, Didn't I throw that your way on the roulette? <clears throat> that was one of them that I had. That one time that I had uh, three different, three different documentaries. Uh, and then lastly, uh, some science fiction movie from Russia uh, from 2020 called Sputnik. The Lone Survivor. I've been wanting to watch this. I'm like, I, it ha- it's not on any streaming sites yet, other than pay to rent, like a rental. The Lone Survivor of an enigmatic spaceship incident hasn't returned back home alone hiding inside his body as a dangerous creature there you go it's an hour and 53 minutes but the trailer looked fantastic it looks pretty big budget to me and yeah i've been wanting to watch that so i thought well uh, if you pick it i'm willing to give that one a rent and watch well there's a couple of things that come with that you know i'm going to be more interested in that because it's there's some sci-fi in there i haven't watched the trailer and it's an hour 53. That's pretty long for roulette, but yeah. So I don't want to like, I kind of wish you were picking first this week. So I didn't have to like, uh, uh, alter your pick, but, and I hate to make you try and rent it. I, here's the other thing uh, of the three. That's the one that I've actually heard of. And well, I've heard of the other, the docs, but, um, I've been hearing about that movie lately in the last month of how it's quite good. So, my gut is to lean that way, but at the same time, if I do, then I'm watching $4 of Revenge, so, <laughs> which I'm okay with, but it's sort of like, what What do you want to do? Because it's, it's, it's only $2.99 rental, like on Amazon Prime, which is, lots of times... Even that's still, what... I feel shitty, though. What if it's two hours and it fucking blows? I know, I know. Because <laughs> that three bucks, all of a sudden, it's like, mmm, could something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you don't, if, if I'm not really in the mood for a spaghetti Western this week, if you don't go $4 of revenge, I'll give you something else. Okay. If you go oh, okay. $4 of revenge, you're getting Sputnik. How okay. is that a fair? Is that that's fair? fair. Yeah, that's okay. fair. What do you want to do? Um, let's go with the first pick then of yours. Snow girl and the dark crystal, huh? Yep. All right. Cause I, I know what you mean though. You have to be in the mood for a spaghetti Western. I, yeah. I, I've been there. I love spaghetti westerns, and I'm not always down for that. So, And that one sounds cool as hell. It just... And, but, and that's a Mill Creek Entertainment... Isn't Mill Creek Entertainment uh, uh, one of those niche kind of titles? Well, kind, yeah, kind of. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, they are. I'm, they, actually, I'm you, I got this thing for a buck. They're the ones that are releasing uh, Andy Sedaris movies, whatever. And there's like two of these. Two editions of these, uh, uh, two double features. I'll get around to it. Okay. Uh, Leap of Faith. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I Is was that actually Eli Roth thing you're going to watch anyway. 
Oh, yes, definitely. But the, the when it's a documentary about one person, that gives me a little bit more of a kick in the pants to... Yeah. Now, and, the, I'm, um, I'm, and I'm actually curious about that one because they just... Didn't Blumhouse just announce they're doing a, a sequel? Yes. Just came yep. out like today, I think. Yeah, so. that's going to be interesting. I know that it's like, come on, more exorcists. But I, I liked the first two seasons of that TV show that they did. I actually, I liked them enough that I bought them on Voodoo. They're really good. Hmm. Uh, I wish that they would have gotten more, more viewers because it, I'm like, it, it's legit good, really good. I think you should watch it sometime. I, maybe, but you're talking about a, such an extremely specific horror subgenre that possession, yeah. Not, not only Possession, but you're going to Exorcist? Like, <laughs> yeah. based on the movie, The Exorcist? Like, that is a very specific tone and level that you're setting right off the bat. Man, that show was good. I I liked it. I was impressed. And I'm I'm fine with them. I mean, keep remaking them if you want. I'm, I'll watch them. If they're not good, doesn't change my thoughts on the first one, and especially the third one. Those are yeah. really good movies. Yeah, I agree. So, so yeah, hopefully this Sputnik will pop up on Amazon Prime or Netflix or one of the streaming sites, because I think it looks pretty damn good. Yeah, I haven't watched the trailer for it, but I, some of my friends were talking about it online. I was like, oh, damn, that sounds tight. I need yeah. to check that out. I think it would popped up on my other thing where I can uh, watch uh, things. <laughs> it is, obviously, it is subtitled. I mean, it's... It's, it's Russian. Yeah. See, that's the other thing, though, then. It's, even with sci-fi, it's Russian, and it, yeah, it's I know. two hours long. That means it's going to be 30 minutes too long. Probably, yeah. Probably. Yeah, pro- <laughs> Us damn impatient Americans. Okay, mm-hmm. next episode of The Roulette, it's going to be uh, Snow Girl and the Dark Crystal up against Leap of Faith. What? Uh, all right. I like it. And don't be surprised if you see $4 for Revenge up there again sometime when I do a Blu-ray round. Anytime oh, I that I see uh, uh, spaghetti westerns on Blu-ray for like a buck, I'm buying it. I don't care what it is. Whatever garbage it, it, it is, it's going on the shelf. Yeah. I ha- I own tons, and they're not all good. I mean, there's some that are really crappy, but for the most part, they, they're kind of cookie cutter, and I love them. I, I mm. love... Uh, okay, so for our second segment, uh, tonight we're going to do top ten Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And I can't believe we haven't done this unless we, like I said, we did it in the first 15 or whatever uh, episodes that are not online at the moment. And I was kind of excited. I was like, this will be fun. This will be a fun discussion. I think we'll we'll have probably the top same three, maybe in a different order, but that will be pretty close. Hmm. Wow. I got to say, looking at my list, I, I managed to wiggle my way to 10, but the only way that I was able to do it was to draw a line and say, okay, below this line, they're not actually good movies. They're bad movies. I enjoy them, but they're bad movies. Uh, and then above this line, they're actually good. So I've got ten. There's no honorable mentions. Actually, I only came up with, like, eight. And No, actually seven. And then I had three honorable mentions, but I just said, well, to hell with it. I'll just make those my bottom of the ten. Uh, also, uh, uh, spoiler alert, we already discussed, and we've discussed this every single time that we do top ten, I know you're going to have honorable mentions, and I don't care how you do your top ten. Everybody should be able to make their top ten the way they want to make it. I didn't split up the characters, and you did, which is yes. totally fine. I have no problem with that whatsoever. So uh, if I had done that, then uh, my list would have been much easier to get to ten. 
but I did not split up the characters. So that being said, let's get going with number 10. I'll tell you when they start to get good. Okay. So for now, we're in honorable mention land. But number 10 for me is Jingle All the Way. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, but being the Christmas whore that you are, uh, you should. It's actually pretty fucking funny. Uh, Arnold has to go get a toy for his kid. The end. <laughs> Battling people and, and uh, oh, what's his name? I can't even remember his frickin' name. He's a comedian. I know who you're talking about. Fighting him all up. the way. The movie is actually pretty damn funny. Especially how very Arnoldy Arnold is. Uh, and by that, I mean, a lot of times he's putting on, uh, or trying to put on some sort of accent, or at least tone down his Austrian. And Sinbad just... and Phil Hartman are in this. Sinbad, that's who I was looking for. He's his main nemesis. Anyway, uh, he's, his Austrian, he just was like, I'm in a movie called Jingle All the Way, and I'm trying to get a toy, so fuck it. <laughs> but legitimately... Whether they meant it uh, on purpose, it, the movie's funny. I laughed. Do I watch it? Ever, have I watched it more than once? No. But uh, you should add it to your Christmas pile, sir. I guess I should. I've seen it one time in the theaters. I don't remember a thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. Okay, number 10. 10 for me is Conan the Destroyer. It's silly, but... Um, I like it. It's it's everything that the first one was, but just on a lower budget and just kind of dumbed down. But I still quite liked it, and uh, Schwarzenegger was still in his prime as far as physique. And it's just a fun movie. It's I've watched it countless, countless times. So I, not much to say about that. It's, that's one of those movies where it's PG, but in name only. That's hard PG thirteen to me. Like, how that did not get a PG... That came out, I think, after PG-13 was implemented. I'm like, how did that not get a PG-13? Uh, yeah, especially because of the third act. That's gross. In the best I, I, way. Now that Okay, cool. So Conan the Destroyer came out uh, June 1984. You know what? I think that Gremlin, <clears throat> Gremlins and uh, Temple of Doom were that winter. So those were the ones that kind of set... The stage for PG-13. So this one just... I think this one just slipped by because, like, there's even a... Oh, what's the light, the girl's name in this? She's the main... Literally, I just watched something with her in it. The main virginal Yeah, I just girl. watched something with her in it. I had to look her up because I was like, who are you? And then I went, oh, Conan Destroyer! I remember now. But, yeah, and she was, uh, you know, in various forms of almost undress in this thing. And... It's very PG-13. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> that huge rubber creature in the end that Arnold pulls out the big goat yeah, horn thing. Awesome. Oh, and awesome. the, the main the main witch woman in there, isn't that the same witch lady from uh, uh, Red Sonja? I think so. What was her name? Oh, it's something. It's, she's Queen Tamaris. There she is, Queen Tamaris. She was, oh, she was Ursa in uh, Superman 2. That's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. I've always liked this movie. I, I, do too. I I admit that it's silly, but it's it's a good sword and sandals movie. Okay, Olivia Dabo. What did I just watch with her in it? Well, she was in Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh man! So that would have made her fifteen years old when she made this movie. Mm. Oh! <clears throat> she has done a lot. She is Luminara Uduli in the Clone Wars TV show Star Wars. Oh, cool. 
which you're now into. She's done a lot of voiceover. Oh, she did voiceover in Dante's Inferno. She actually, it says here that she was in the last Star Wars movie as... I already said that. I thought you said the Clone Wars show. I said that, but I also said episode nine before. Oh, do you remember her in that? No. Oh, come on. Uh, Wayne's World 2. No, I haven't watched that. She was actually, her first uh, movie was Conan the Destroyer. Here it is. Star Trek The Next Generation. I've been tearing through Star Trek The Next Generation. She popped up in an episode as, uh, she was a half human, half Q. And I was like, ah, you look so familiar to me. Who are you? And I went and looked it up. I was like, oh, Conan the Destroyer. I remember. Uh, Okay. (sighs) Got to get moving on these. I know. Number nine from 1988 is Twins. Directed by Ivan Reitman, the off-putting tale of genetically altered children. And one turns out to be Arnold and the other turns out to be Danny DeVito and... 1988, there was still just enough time to get in all that dark black humor that you can get away with at that time. And I haven't seen it in quite a while. I got the VHS sitting over here. I've been wanting to rewatch it, but it's just such a weird story. And I think it that I think it's still funny, as I recall. And Danny DeVito is just awesome and <sighs> still haven't gotten to the line of good yet, but uh, I'm putting it on the list. Number nine for you. Uh, nine for me is Eraser. Are the... you out of your fucking mind? <clears throat> oh, just because they're CGI alligators doesn't mean it's not good. Mm. <laughs> Watch yeah. it again. It's pretty but, terrible. Vanessa Williams and James Caan and Cool Gun. I'd put the Destroyer above that. Mm. Pretty handily. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> I can't wait for your Blu-ray rewatch of this. Oh, I have it. Yeah, I've, I own this thing on Blu-ray. Actually, I think it's a double feature of that and, oh, the collat- collateral damage, which... Ugh. Ugh. Oh, they're both awful. Um, but no, this was pretty decent, I, re- I recall. <laughs> it's a gun that has a cool effect to it, and he's... Train smashing a car. She kind of likes him. Oh, pulling, like, knives out of his belt buckle or something. Yeah, Chuck Russell directed it. You know him. The Blob. The Mask. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I mean, solid filmography. Yep. Uh, back to you. Oh, The Scorpion King, too. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the Scorpion King or the Scorpion King 2? The first one. Number eight for me is Running Man. Which, uh, now here for the next couple, we get into uh, uh, good bad movies, which are... I, I, Of course I like the Running Man. It's it's very amusing. It's very entertaining. It's totally prime 80s uh, uh, Arnold. But at the end of the day, is it really a good movie? Especially if you go read the uh, novella that it's based on and totally realize what could have been and what may be eventually. Although after watching the first episode of the new Stand 2020, yikes. Uh, okay, yeah, number eight, Running Man. Uh, number eight for me is Running Man. All right. <laughs> we finally have connected on one. I, I, I like this movie. This is actually one that back... <clears throat> 
uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, my parents would take me to R-rated movies and Schwarzenegger, he was, you know, he, he was a big name. And so dad liked his action movies and I can't believe they took me to see this. I mean, can't believe they took me to see this one, but they did. And I like it. It's silly, but it's fun. I haven't seen it in, a, in quite a long time. Uh, it would be great if they would actually do the no, the novella justice, though, and make it like that. Because this I'm is almost sure. a name only. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they'll get around to it. Uh, number seven for me is Commando. The king of the one-liner cheesy action movie blah blah blah. I I I, I the last time I watched this was like a year ago, and I did a Twitter thing where I just, every line I quoted, and it was hilarious. It's hilarious to go read that thread. And it's amazing how many times in this movie a guy says a line, and Schwarzenegger says back to him, No, fuck you, and then says the line back to him. <laughs> and you're just like... That was badass! But if you actually write down how many times that happens in the movie, hilarious! This movie is hilarious. And that's why this is the last one of the below the good line. Because we all love this movie, and we all enjoy the shit out of this movie. But nobody is sitting here doing anything but laughing at this movie. Okay? Right? Yeah. Come on, you're not laughing at this movie? Oh my goodness, yes. It's hilarious. Yeah. Right. It's hysterical. Maybe that was intended. Maybe not. It was meant to be kind of an action movie. I don't think they set out to be comedy. Uh, but, oh, is this movie... Oh. You're hilarious. a funny guy, Sully. I like you. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when I promised to kill you last? I lied. I lied. Whenever I do Schwarzenegger, it's just so just Amish. Amish, just oh. Amish. That's all you got. I know. That's all right. That's all right. He's kind of. He's kind. It's. I mean, Austria, Germany. Yeah. It's real close. Yeah, it is. You're yeah. just a different dialect of of Schwarzenegger. He's an Austria Amishman. <laughs> Okey dokie. There we go. Austria. <laughs> oh, uh, number I, seven for you. Uh, seven for me is Commando. <laughs> Oh, we're on track. Yep. Oh, man. I, yep, just pulling seats out of cars because he's too big. And And I love uh, that that's the guy from The Crow, too. The Crow as well. Yes, it is. The bad guy. He is a slimy little shit in this movie, by the way. Yes, he is. But uh, Ray Don Chong is good in this. It's ridiculous, but it's Dan Hedaya, he's in there, too. Yeah. I mean, it's got a good cast. And I do like the end scene, the uh, tool shed scene where... He lets loose with saw blades and axes and just murders everybody coming at him. Uh, and it's actually pretty graphic. Actually, who did the effects for this thing? I, there's a chance Rob Bottin did, but don't quote me on that. Uh, I remember sure. the end credits. I'm like, whoa, they did the special effects for this thing? Okay. Well, never mind. I hear I thought it was someone that I knew, but nope. Nope. Shit. What happened to Sully? I let him go. Well, yeah, I let him go. <laughs> Again, it's just there. Always there's there's this flowing Amish. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. There's this Amish stupidness going through my. Oh, here's yeah. a good example. Cook, fuck you, asshole. John Matrix, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> so bad. Oh, it's so, but so good. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to find the special effects guy or tell me to pass or whatever. No, it's, I, not, never mind. Nothing. Here, I, I was expecting something, but yeah. back to you. Now it's going to be interesting. I'm very curious. Oh, now we're crossing the uh, yeah. the good line now. Uh-huh. It's, and and it, there might be a little bit of controversy, but I don't give a shit because it's my list. Number six for me is Red Sonja. Get fucked, everybody on the internet. I don't care if everybody hates this movie. I think it's awesome. I've watched it many a times and whatever. You got Eraser on your list. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> Uh, I love Red Sonja. I think it's a terrific movie. I mean, terrific in his, uh, for a sword and sandal movie, right? because it's there's so few actual good sword and sandal movies. But I think this one is legit good, and he doesn't have super-duper cheesy lines like he does in Commando and Running Man. Uh, in, in Running Man, his lines are as cheesy as they are in Commando. Uh, but in Red Sonja, they're just... It's it, 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 a little more... He's just... Conan cheesy, where it's it just he's a beefcake moron, which is more acceptable than oh somebody wrote this amazing line for me. He is, I mean, he had, he was like second build in that. He's not main star. I understand. Yeah, I know. Which I know. I'm, I'm just busting my balls on that. <laughs> I understand that, but he still was in there uh, quite yeah. a bit. I would actually like to see the. I believe that that movie was cut all to hell. By the way, like that's oh, not the director's me. original vision. That there was stuff that was cut way out of that thing. And it's because I think it's too short. Um, I, I'd watch a longer version. Yeah. Okay. Um, number six for me is Total Recall, which I just watched. And it, it was actually from this point on, it's kind of hard for me to, a lot of these are almost splitting hairs, uh, but the rest of them, I, I had to give just a slight edge. Although this one here is still just, Great. The action still holds up. I like the miniatures. I know it looks kind of hokey, but I like that they didn't go the CGI route. In fact, I remember when this movie came out, the scene where Schwarzenegger is running through the the gun detector thing and you see the skeletons, that was a big deal. Like, that effect was a big deal back then. And now I'm like, whoo, that has not aged well. But it's still cool. And I just, I'm like, oh, that's... I, I, I think it still looks good because I've kind of... Uh, watched it in pieces on Pluto TV here over the last uh, month or two. Just like, ah, I'm about to fall asleep, I'm going to pop something on, that's playing right now, catch it in the middle. And I still think that effect is interesting. Yeah, I, I like it. I it's See you at the party, Richter! Best line of the whole movie. Best. My best. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael I Ironside that. is great. And I, actually, I like the fact that there's two uh, characters that Verhoeven used in RoboCop in this thing, mm-hmm. which is Michael Ironside and uh, Ronnie Cox. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, and Sharon Stone, by the way, has never looked better. I know that everybody says Basic Instinct. No, 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 Total Recall. Nope. Total Recall. Yep. Oh yeah, that part in the beginning where she does the little twisty oh. thing with her thing, and it's just like, mm. oh, Judas. Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, oh. and I remember 1990 Eugene in the theater, like, whoa, whoa, whoa where's? Can I rewind? <laughs> Uh, but this is great. This actually, I haven't seen the remake in quite a while, but without watching it, having watched that in years, this is worlds better. Oh yeah, easily. 
Uh, also, speaking of Rob Boutine, he did the special effects in this thing, and they are great. I love the effects in this movie. Just very, very gory. This is, an, this is a hard R-rated movie. Yes, it is. I love the true Verhoeven uh, gunshots. Just oh, geysers. Boy, just, oh, I know. I love it. So, anyway, good movie. Still holds up. Uh, unlike Tenet, uh, Tenet, this is kind of a well, we mind... I haven't reviewed Tenet yet, so... Oh, well, let's talk about that tonight, today. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got it on the list for Eugene to talk uh, about. So. Uh, um, I like that this thing is kind of left open-ended, and it's kind of it's kind of sort of a thinking man's action movie, I, I think. So, anyway, there you go. Back to you. Number five for me is True Lies. And I love this movie, and it's a great action movie, and it's very enjoyable. It's very 1994. And uh, in the world we live in in 2020, I'm something else I was watching today. I felt I, I had the same exact thought as I'm about to say. I'm growing tired of the Muslim extremist bad guy cliche thing. And this movie is chock full mm-hmm. of that to an offensive level. Uh, I'm sure we've got some listeners that are like, not offensive. They're blowing up people around the world. Yeah, okay. Damn, damn. Yeah, this movie, eh, it's dated. It's dated. It's 1994 dated. Okay. Which is now going on 20 years. Mm-hmm. Can't do math, but I can spot things that are offensive. <laughs> uh, so one of my favorite things about this movie, maybe even more so than Arnold is, uh, Tom, uh, uh, Tom Arnold? Tom Arnold. Hilarious. I think he's hilarious in this movie. And that there's a part where he... It's the dumbest little thing. But he's on the street. And, and some terrorist guy comes out with a machine gun or Uzi or some shit. And just starts spraying bullets. And he just jumps right behind this lamppost. And he tries to go sideways. And the lamppost is just like... Ting, 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 ting. And the guy runs out of bullets and runs away. And he's okay. And he... Starts to run away, but he then stops and goes back so that he can kiss the lamppost. Like, thank you. Every time, that shit just about knocks me off the couch laughing. For whatever reason, I just think that's freaking hilarious. Uh, there's a the great scene in a bathroom where they're beating the shit out of a bunch of people. Uh, the, uh, uh, there's this whole derail with... Um, uh, I, I, I love the guy. I love the guy to death. But there's this whole derail with um, Bill Paxton that is just not really... It, it doesn't hold up. It's It's got a couple moments that are okay, but for the most part, it's like, what are we doing? Let's go, come on. Uh, pick it up. And then you got Jamie Lee Curtis in the hotel. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. Damn. That part is amazing. And then you also realize that her husband is sitting there with a the tape recorder trying to rape yeah. his own wife, and it's like, now it's fucking weird again. I, I... A movie so very much of its time. Yeah, so when she smashes him in the face with the phone, it's like, mm, yeah, yeah, that coming. Uh, back to you. Uh, okay, number five for me is True Lies. <laughs> uh, I echo what you said about the whole Muslim extremist thing. It's it's really overdone in this movie. However, that Harrier Jet stuff in the end is so great. I with I the love bridge, it with the bridge it is, but with the building, it's 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 bad CGI and kind of ridiculous. I lo- I love it. I just, I'm like I remember when I saw that movie, and I think maybe it might just be nostalgia for me. But when I saw this in the theater, 
I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Like, Harrier jets blowing. This is awesome. You're fired. (laughs) And I actually, I'm looking it up here, and Art Malik, he was the main extremist villain in in this movie. And he is a really good actor. Uh, He's been in some other stuff, too. uh, But he sold it well. But, yeah, it's... It's pretty overboard. I still like the fact that James Cameron made a James Bond movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought yeah. that was just cool. I just, I like it. And big stars in this movie. Uh, Tia Carrera is in this and Eliza Dushku. Dush, Dush. Yeah, Dushku. Yeah. What I know Art Malik more from is Living Daylights. Yes. And in, and in that movie, he's like the uh, uh, Taliban leader or something. Yeah, yeah. He's the hero. Kind of, well, not the hero, but kind of the... Well, they yeah. were, at the time it was the hero. The same the Taliban was the hero of Rambo three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I say Rainbow or Rambo? Whatever, it's the same yeah. difference. Yeah. Oh, Charlton Heston is in this. Man, good cast. Oh, he's oh, terrible in it too. When when Schwarzenegger is on the horse going through the hotel, oh, it's funny stuff. I thought that Schwarzenegger's acting in this was above average. Yeah, but there were some jokes that just didn't land. I mean, him taking the he's on the rooftop and the the dude takes a. Uh, crotch rocket and ramps across the street. Like, okay, that's action movie ridiculous. But then he's got the horse and he's like, yeah. And it's what like, were you thinking? You, oh, again, <laughs> that that was that was straight up. Uh, uh, Twenty one Jump Street was it? Twenty one Jump Street where they the uh, the Rock jump and Samuel Jackson jump off the roof. Oh yes, yeah. That was that moment. It was like, what are you doing? And even the horse was like, fuck that. <laughs> Oh, was that that movie, or was that, um... Not 21 Jump Street, it was the other one. Will Ferrell and... Yeah, yeah, the other guys. The The other guys. guys. Anyway. Okay, back to you. Uh, Number four for me is Total Recall, and the only reason this dropped so far, because I love this movie, is because of the obscure kind of ending. And you you had mentioned it before, that you like that obscure ending, and that's cool, and I get it, but whenever you do that uh, Inception-y thing, I might drop you down a peg. Just work thing uh so whenever you do that kind of inceptiony thing where did it fall over i just had a terrible thought somehow it's british arnold now uh-huh. uh <clears throat> what if this is all a dream kiss me before you wake up and roll credits and i'm like Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. so i i get that i enjoy that i just feel like the execution of that ending was a little at the very, 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 very tail ending that they leave, you know, that taste in your mouth. Like, yeah. What if you could be back on Earth banging Sharon Stone? Yep. <laughs> Number four for you. Uh, four is Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Uh, a lot of these movies, it's like, what, what else can you say? This is, of course, I am just saying this is the director's cut or the extended version, whatever. Not the theatrical. I don't know the last time I watched the theatrical version of this movie. It's always the extended version. Agreed. And rightly so. It's a, This is a great movie. It still holds up. It, yes, it's very 90s, but in the best way possible. It, everything about this movie works so incredibly well. I love it. Love the cast. Love the pacing. The effects are great. It's another one of those just hard R-rated action movies that they just don't seem to make anymore. I, well, John Wick, but... This is different. Like, you don't see this as much anymore. Agreed. Uh, number three for me is Predator. And I, what can we say about Predator that has not been said a million times before? 
Carl Weathers, Bill Duke, Jesse Ventura, Sonny Land. Awesome, fantastic film. Ten. We're now into we're now into tens category. So any of these top three, catch me on a different day, might be switched. Number three. Three for me is the original Terminator. I I I go back and forth with one and two, but I think the horror movie fan in me likes the fact that I don't know one is almost a slasher movie. It it can almost be considered a slasher movie because that's essentially what he is in the first one. He's just a big robot slasher, and I love that. I like the gritty. It's almost more low. Well, it is. It's low, more low budget and gritty, and I mean, they don't have the Guns N' Roses soundtrack, which I like that they don't. But I just, ever so slightly, I think I picked the first one over the second. But next time I watch these two, that could easily switch. Easily. Hmm. Number two for me is Conan. Especially the Barbarian. Destroyer would obviously be lesser than that. But the Conan the Barbarian, I, one of the most fantastic movies ever made. It's in my top 100. Every single time I watch it, I'm just blown away by it. I, I gotta get... Maybe that's going to be my Christmas present this year. I'm going to get Conan on Blu-ray, damn it. You should. I, I only have it on VHS, and I was determined to get it on VHS for that artwork. And because that's how I always watched that movie was on VHS. From the first time I saw it until the last time, which was like a year ago, it was on VHS. And there is that's just one of those movies that I love to pull out and watch that way. And, and like Star Wars, I could just as easily put in the VHS, full frame, all chopped up, just as I could the Blu-ray. And I would enjoy just about the same. Number two for you. Two for me is Predator. This is this was really hard for me, by the way, because this is action perfection. These last couple are just top tier action movies for me. But Predator is, I love everything about it. I think that the cast is perfect. You get to know everybody to a certain extent in it. It's it to me. This is not one of those throwaway action movies like it just everything works so well you care about the characters and the special effects still hold up like i watched this movie not long ago and i'm like this holds up the action in this movie holds up the explosions are great the violent uh the creature effects i'm i believe that was stan winston Mm -hmm. um i mean this thing had a 15 million dollar budget which i suppose for back in 87 was probably pretty decent but this is great. This is way up there as far as creature feature. It's not really a creature feature, but... Uh, kind of. I, would, I yeah. would throw it in there. But I I love it. And again, Schwarzenegger is like apex uh, physique. Oh, it's so good. And so many... This, unlike Commando, the lines in this movie are... They're really good. Like They're they, like earned. They're, they're, they're earned not, and they're, they're legit like funny. Yeah, they're not like, oh, that's 80s cheesy. No, they're not in this movie. They're, there's they one. St- there's, there's one in this movie that's cheesy, and the rest of them are, are understandable. And that's stick, stick around. Stick around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, back to you. No, I don't disagree. Uh, number one for me is Terminator, and I just am lumping the whole group in there. It's got its ups and downs. Terminator 2 is the best for me. Terminator 1 is next. Uh, Terminator 3 is the bottom. Of the barrel. Uh-huh. Uh, I enjoy four and five and uh, six I would probably put up there. I have four, five, and six would kind of be in the same kind of area for me. But part two is an action masterpiece. One of the best of all time. I don't uh, give you any crap about 
liken Terminator 1 more than 2, you're the horror guy. That makes it in the alien versus alien sense. It's the same kind of argument. It is. I prefer sci-fi. You prefer horror. I'm going to go to part 2. You're going to go to part 1. I, I totally understand that. And I love, don't get me wrong, I love part 1. It took me a while to love it as much as, not quite as much as part 2, but I still, to appreciate it, uh, give it the appreciation that it deserves. But uh, I love both of those movies. I love all of them, other than part three. That movie can suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, but and the number star one for you is Conan. Yeah, the Conan the Barbarian. That was easy. Easy. This is probably I'd have to go back and look, but this is in the top ten best movies of all time for me. <sighs> you always say this shit, and you're I just, know I ain't never right. I'm allowed. I've got a good nope. hundred of them in the top ten. <laughs> My rules. And they're right. Let's go see if uh, I got it here. We'll bring it up and see. Probably it's not even on your top 100. Uh, it's somewhere. Um, top 100, Eugene. Here we go. I'm sure it's in there in the top. Maybe even five. Uh, maybe not five. But oh, top I'm, 10. I think it's in your top 100, but it's definitely not in your top 10. Nah, it is. If so, then Ghost of Christmas Past Eugene is wrong. Uh Thulsa Doom, by the way, which is James Earl Jones with a really Amish haircut, uh, but long and, you know, it's business in the front, party in the back. Actually, everybody has a has business in the front, party in the back haircuts in this, including the women. <laughs> I found it. Oh, where is would it? Would you like to know where Conan the Barbarian is in your top ten? I would guess it's number seven or eight. It is number 77. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nice. This is why I wanted to do the top 100, because we, we have spent so many years debating about what's in our top 100. I was like, let's nail it down so I can hold you to it. It's yeah. number 77. <laughs> well, it's a typo. It's seven. Let's go see what number seven is. Just keeps digging that hole deeper and deeper, doesn't it? I bet number seven not. is zombie. So you're replacing zombie. Hey. <laughs> I'd have to finagle a couple, just shift a couple things around. Would you like to know what is above and below Conan the Barbarian? Yeah. Uh, above Conan the Barbarian is Friday the 13th, Jason Lives. So that's better than Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, that's 76. 75 oh. is Dracula, Prince of Darkness. 74 is Demons. 73, Hostile 2. Oh, huh. Let's see here. Uh, hmm. Prince of Darkness. I'm just scrolling up to see what's better. From Beyond, Street Trash, Hot Tub Time Machine is better than Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> this is this is an alternate reality Morty. No, no, no. This, is, this, this is, is all This is, is all saved on the internet for all time. <laughs> uh VHS two, better than Conan. Uh, Moonraker. So yeah, in all in all, I think that my top ten turned out pretty pretty decent. I um <laughs> You live on a throne of lies for the <laughs> second week in a row. <laughs> uh, I'm just over here, just smelling like beef and cheese. And <laughs> all right, I'm yeah. only kidding you. Let's yeah. let's move on. That, that was a good top ten. You can have whatever you want in, uh, in, that, in whatever order. I don't give a shit. Uh, let's get on to recently watched. Man, we're getting on in time. Fuck. Uh, I'm up first. Shit. Um, uh, Lost Bullet. I wanted to talk about Lost Bullet real quick. This was one that was... Oh, my God. My dog just farted and... Fuck you. Dude. <coughs> oh, 
my god, that's so bad. Okay, Lost Bullet from 2020 is one that was on the roulette. Uh, more than once, actually. I threw it up, then you threw it up, and neither one of us ever got around to picking it. And I said, eh, I'm kind of in the mood for an action thing, so I went and checked it out. A small-time delinquent uh, turned police mechanic for a go-fast task force is forced to defend his innocence when his mentor is killed by dirty cops. And I gotta say, I quite enjoyed this film. I thought it was a pretty sweet action. Uh, it's a French action movie. I watched it dubbed. Uh, the dubbing was Okay. Uh, some good car chases up front, some good action, some good ideas, some good twists to the plot. And in the end, you could see that most of their money went kind of to the third act, where they were really doing some fancy car chase stuff and, and really flinging some cars this way and that way and, and crashing into, into shit. And uh, for the way they framed those action shots were really, really cool. Uh, especially for what you could tell was... Uh, I don't want to say meager budget, but like, guys, this is our budget. And so we're going to put those into these scenes and we're going to beat the shit out of each other in these scenes <laughs> because that's cheaper. And so uh, they did just that. And I got to say, I feel like this worked out really well. If I'd had this on the roulette, I feel like this easily would have been a top 10, 10 roulette of the year. Did you get around to watching it? I, I did. Can... Yes. Okay. I echo almost everything you said. This was... Again, as a roulette, this was a solid movie. I watched the actual French language version. Uh, I started out with the dubbed, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I feel like this is going to be a pretty good movie, and the dubbing will take it down a notch for me. So I watched it in original language, which is, of course, the kids were just just on my ass. The whole... Every five minutes, I'd have to stop, because I'm like, I have to be reading. I'm, I'm reading, and I'm good at subtitle reading, but not when there's... You know the drill. You know, I know the drill. I, oh, it's, I, I watched this movie on five-minute increments. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I was like literally, fuck, I got to pause it. I got to go out and... Deal with anyway, something else. Yeah, yep. but boy, that end. It's, spoilers alert, spoiler alert here, but when he takes that Renault or whatever he's got, or whatever red car it is, and oh, it's like, here's where the budget comes into play. Here's... There's but you some... know what I'm talking about then, where the the, the camera shot... There was one camera shot where the, uh, the camera shot was down an alley. And the, the car chase was coming down the opposite street, the perpendicular street. And all of a sudden, just a car is cartwheeling uh-huh. right, right by there. And I was like, that is pro-Michael Bay shit. That's yeah. where the budget went. But it was, you could tell it was a lower budget movie, but man, it was R-rated. I mean, it was violent and fast-paced. And that was a good movie. That was, that was, I would have been very happy with that as a roulette for sure. There was nothing in that plot that I expected. Like, it, every time I thought I, I was doing my thing and detective figuring out what's going on, they shifted. And I, I loved that. I appreciated that so much. Yeah. Good movie. And it was fast. Uh, is, I think it was the runtime even 90 minutes. I mean, if if it was over 90 minutes, it sure didn't Hour feel 32. like it. Yeah. Which it was perfect. Like, mm-hmm. yep, that was a thumbs up. Okay, back to you. Uh, Tenet. Let's talk about that, shall we? <laughs> well, I already talked about it, so I'll listen. Uh, not only did I watch this two-hour two and 30-minute movie, I've watched, oh, at this point, at least an hour's worth of YouTube videos explaining it to me. Explaining it to this peon here that, nope, no, I get it. I get it. And I don't like it. Mm-mm. 
Didn't did not at all have to be that. Not, no, this was farts don't stink. Two and a half hours. No, ho ho ho. Angry, just mumbling. Like, what the, what are you saying? And like okay, I cranking up the volume. I can't hear what you're saying. Now you're stepping into a machine and. Kenneth Branagh, because he's dying, he wants to destroy the world for reasons. Okay, I... <sighs> protagonist is... Or whatever, they, yeah, protagonist fights himself at one point. Reasons. Yeah, why? 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 I, I told you at one point, explain anything to this about this movie to me, please. Bullets hurt, I don't get it. Bullets, bullets hurt more going backwards. Why? I... Cool. Why, cool. Why was he fighting himself? Yeah, I mean, why? literally five minutes before that, they're they're like, whatever you do, do not come in contact with your former self. And so he's like, okay, cool. And then I guess spoilers, he fights himself, puts on a SWAT uniform, and then goes and starts kicking the shit out. Of, why was he even doing that? <laughs> and nothing came of it. It was fine. And then he ran away, back, forwards, backwards. See, everybody else is going backwards, but they can move. Forward, backwards. Yeah, but but then when they're in the forwards, backwards, it's it's backwards. For nope, nope. This didn't make a lick of sense. Yep. Robert Pattinson, he he was good. They were all good, by the way. But I is he supposed to be the the lady's son from the future that is going backwards? I maybe I or not. I don't know. They know what each lady? other. They... I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The explosions were cool. The, the music was, by the way, the score was fantastic. Yeah, the score uh, was awesome. The acting was, I liked the acting. I, I just, you, this was needlessly confusing. There is a good movie in there, but it's, it's needlessly confusing to the oh, point where I'm like, we hear a lot about this airplane crash. Oh, this airplane crash. Why? Air, oh, what Gold happened? Felt, it, it was like, ee, bump. Crunch, and then a, it, then the plane shits out a bunch of gold. I'm like, all right. Wow! So <laughs> glad we did that. Yep. Um. Nope. I'll watch it again at some point. I'm sure you probably will too. Oh, at some I'll point. buy the fucking Blu-ray just because yeah, it's me Chris too. Nolan and it's science fiction, and I got to try and figure this fucker out. I've been thinking about it for two weeks. Going, do I should I rewatch that? I bet I rewatch. It's it's you and your shitty Italian slasher movies. If I watch, the, if I swallow this shit enough, eventually, eventually it's going to start to taste good. Yeah, eventually but, you get used to the taste. Yeah. But I was baffled. I was bad. I didn't even watch any videos about it because I was like, "No video is going to make that make sense." No, I know, and it didn't. And then, like, here I'm going to break down this video for you. And then they would, and then it, like at first I'm like, "Okay, I follow." And then at a certain point, and then we go backwards. And no, no, it's nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. So, and that's what Warner Brothers decided that that's going to save the theaters. Is that? I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there is a large section of the internet out there that is just, oh, that was magnificent. I loved it. That was so amazing and intelligent. Also, Mandalorian season two sucks. And I'm just like, nope. Ah, we are not living in the same universe. Mm-mm. You are clearly going backwards while I'm going forwards or something. <laughs> I maybe. I don't yep. I just, but even when I, they, even even that big fight in the desert, it's like okay, we're gonna go backwards through this thing, but at the same time they're going forwards through it. Like so it didn't make yeah, red and blue teams, and I'm like, did I see? Did you see any bad guys in that? Like there was the one bad guy in the cave, but I'm like, who are they shooting at? I'm just seeing building explodes and 
Occasionally things go backwards, but then they blow up things and then they go forwards. Frustrated. Angry. Oh, angry. Just annoyed. I was just annoyed. I was like, nothing in your world makes sense. Yeah. Even in Inception, like where I'm lost and it takes, I've watched it five times and I still don't think I quite get it. At least I can delude myself into thinking that maybe, okay, maybe I'm just kind of dumb. But even this, the first you didn't follow any of you didn't follow any of your rules. None of them. You immediately broke them after you don't fight yourself. Immediately go get in a fist fight with yourself because reasons. And then when you were like, (laughs) I'm losing, you just get vacuum sucked right out the door. What the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. It was just (laughs) cool effect. But at least with Inception, I I, I thought Inception was hard for me to follow, but I loved it. I mean, the first time I watched it, I'm like, this is fantastic. In the Interstellar, the end, I'm like, I was baffled. I get it now, but I'm like, this is fantastic. But this one here, I was just frustrated from almost from the get go. I was frustrated. Yeah, me too. I. So I mean, and I agree. The acting was all good. The score was all good. Uh, Effects but, legit. Yeah. I, I there were some scenes where I'm like, whoa! I wonder how you filmed that. That was cool. You know, some guys kind of going backwards, and you film some stuff in reverse. You know, that's cool. That's tricky. Nope. <laughs> I'm not saying F or anything. No, but, no, no, no. Now, I didn't have any trouble hearing the dialogue. It didn't matter, though. Yeah, because the was, dialogue was all super generic. Michael Caine shows up for two minutes for reasons. I have no idea. <laughs> I, oh, Chris Nolan owes him money. That's that's all I can figure. Yeah. Okay, back to you. Uh, Mando season two. Let's jump into that. Yes. Uh, and full spoilers. Now when this comes out, it'll have been in a couple of weeks since the season ender. So spoiler, 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 spoiler. I loved this season. I thought this was even better than the first, and I love the first. I, I watched every single episode of this season twice, if not three times. The last episode I watched three times. I I could not believe what they did. I, <laughs> that's not what I expected them to do. And while you're on the internet trying to figure out Tenant, I'm on the internet every week watching Star Wars dork videos <laughs> of like, what do you think this means? What do you think might happen next? This might be cool. Is Mace Windu coming back? Like, that's what I thought might happen in the last episode is we might see, like, Mace Windu. I thought we were going to get to a Jedi, and it's going to be somebody like him. I did, too. I who I was expecting. But instead, they just went full dick right out on the table. We're like, yeah, here's Luke. And I was like, holy shit. And he went full on, even, I would say even better than his father in Rogue One. Definitely. Just destroying the shit out of a bunch of uh, death troopers. Which we have not really seen in the original trilogy. Him with, especially green lightsaber, just whipping ass. Yeah, other than uh, Jedi's, or Jedi's, other than Jabba's barge. Yeah. We saw him whip some ass there, but we have never, and that's what everybody's big complaint was about Last Jedi. Was, we want to see that Luke. Where's the Luke that's the master? And it's just like killing the dick out of everybody. Okay, well, at the time of Last Jedi, that he was way past that kind of shit. So now you're going to start to get some of that shit. Yes, we all want that. But at the point of Last Jedi and where that trilogy was setting itself up, that is not the time for him to be that guy. Uh, so that's why I love Last Jedi, is because he they gave me a Luke that I didn't know I wanted. And, and with this, it's cool. This is the Luke that I wanted. But this is the time to have him. Not then. Wouldn't have made sense then. 
so now getting him, it's like, holy shit. And, but my biggest thing is, where the hell do we go from here? And it, we had talked about it a little bit. You said, oh, well, he picked him up and took him to the Jedi Temple to train him. And it's like, well, they didn't really say that. I mean, he's going to train him, obviously, but we don't know that he's even set up a Jedi Temple yet. This is only like five or six years after Return of the Jedi. So he might still be just flying around the universe trying to figure out what the fuck to do. And then all of a sudden he gets this signal in the Robert Rodriguez episode where Groku is shooting the beam up in the sky for whatever reason. And he's like, oh, shit, a thing. And like I told you in text, for all we know, he could take him to Dagobah. We don't know. Uh, there was none of that was set up. It, we just know that they got into a Jedi and they left. Mm-hmm. The next big thing that I love from this season we got live-action Ahsoka Katano. And not only did we get live-action Ahsoka Katano, we got the internet fan-casted Rosario Dawson Ahsoka Katano, because that's what every fucking dork on the internet wanted, was Rosario Dawson to play the adult version of that character. And, and she was great, by the way. Fantastic. <clears throat> fucking nailed it. Out of the park. And they did this amazing episode that was so Japanese-themed. Uh, mm-hmm. uh Amazing. That that episode was just phenomenal. I Do you have it. a favorite episode? <sighs> Not really. From season two. I have a favorite scene from the season. I was going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, let me finish up Ahsoka real quick. So then they didn't bury the lead on her. The very beginning of the episode, she's right there up front. Loved it. With her white lightsaber. You'll get to the white lightsabers. You haven't got there yet, but you'll get there. In Clone Wars, no, huh? That's, that's like last season. Uh, and so, like, that was just, I was, it was one of those moments where it was like, I need to see her, and I need to see them white lightsabers. And within the first, and I figured it was going to be maybe a thing in, like, the third act of the episode. Uh-uh. Pre-credits. I was just like, oh my god. And she is so badass. It was awesome. Uh, I loved that episode. I absolutely loved it. They did absolute justice to that character. She's such a badass. And um, there are... can't say too much because you haven't watched all of Clone Wars yet. Mm-mm. But there, after you're done with Clone Wars, go back and rewatch that episode because there are things that she says in that episode that are alluding to things that happened at uh, the last season of Clone Wars. And that are... I was just like, oh, fuck, I know what she's talking about. It's amazing. Uh, okay, I gotta wrap this up because I'm Star Wars nerding out too much and everybody's gonna be bored. Uh, my favorite scene of the entire sh- uh, show, even more so than the Luke shit. Like, that was awesome and I loved it. But, they brought back Bill Burr's character. And at a certain point, they sat him down at a table with the Mandalorian and a fucking fascist. And he was like, yeah, but what about the battle of so-and-so? And Bill Burr just went Bill Burr for a minute. It was great! And the, the fascist was just sitting there just like, oh, you were there. Oh, you saw all those people die. Yeah, how do you fucking think they felt? And Bill Burr just said a whole bunch of shit that I feel and that I have said politically, publicly, a lot of times. And at the end of it, that guy's just sitting there smiling and Bill Burr just pulls out a gun, just blows his fucking head off. <laughs> right in the middle of a, a whole stormtrooper compound where, yeah, sorry, bro, but this just, it was very much a... Uh, Damn it. That scene in that Tarantino movie. Oh, did, and uh, Django. Django. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying uh, Avita Zane, because that means I'll tell I see you again. I'm not saying that, because I'm not going to see you again. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I watched that episode twice as well. <clears throat> That's my favorite scene of the entire show. 
right there. I, oh, I love that. I loved it. And, oh, I'm, well, won't spoil the rest of that, but. Okay, that's it for me. What did you think of Mando Season 2? Yeah, I echo almost everything that you said. I do think that this is, and my wife did too, we both think, think this was definitely better than the first season. And the first season was very good, but this one here, it was great. Like, there wasn't a dud in the whole batch. There, there, I'm looking right now through the episodes, and maybe that one episode where they were like on the snow planet and there were spiders or something like that okay. felt a little bit filler, but it was still totally fine, like yeah. enjoyable. But a- after the one with um, the siege, that's the one that uh, Carl Weathers directed. From that point on, they're all like splitting hairs. I would, I think that if gun to head, I would probably say the tragedy was my favorite episode. The Rodriguez one. Uh, oh, it was, that was good. 30, 30 minutes of pretty much just bone-breaking action. I loved it. That was, that was probably my favorite episode, but honestly, that Bill Burr scene might be my favorite part as well. I loved that. He was so good. I thought that he was way better in this 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 uh, episode than he was in season one. I agree. He was a little bit more comical in the first one. Here, he was... It was like a dramatic role. Like, he was funny at times, but... A lot more dramatic. You learn more about his character and that he's been through some shit. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe my favorite scene was the, the, um, that act, that same, that same episode where the truck is barreling down towards the Imperial compound and the Raiders or whatever the, are after him and the Mandalorians having to shoot him down or that was awesome. Awesome action scene. So many scenes with Slave One though. Just Oh, the way that thing moved. Oh man. There was one part where my even my wife, she was like, that was awesome. Where Slave One just slowly comes right up like right it was the last episode. Oh, that was the last episode, yeah. Yeah. But all in all, this is top tier Star Wars stuff here. This but with is that so scene good. of the, because we haven't talked about this, I only mentioned I was very vague with you in text and on the show. But that scene where they are chasing the truck down that Bill Burr is driving. Yes. Do you see what I'm talking about? About the CGI and the the surrounding and the background. It's like how did they turn that around so fast? How did they turn that around in a year? Yeah, it's that weird circular stage thing that they've come up with that has been able to make them turn that around so quick. And the same with uh, the Boba Fett scenes and Tatooine in the, in the earlier episodes. It's like, they look like they're on set in Tunisia. They're yeah. not. They're, are, they're on a stage. Man. <laughs> it just, every, th- these episodes, this feels like, like, something that, how do I say this? This feels like stuff that you'd watch in the theater. Like, yeah. I guess now, not now, but this is like big budget. To me, it looks huge budget. I agree. Oh, so many great moments in season two. Oh man, I mean, I, we watched. We've been watching a lot of Christmas movies, and for the most part, this is what I've been thinking about this past month. Is this damn show? Is what I've been thinking about, and how good it is. Well, and uh, speaking of that episode that Robert Rodriguez directed, and it was one of the shorter ones, but the action in it, or especially oh. the violence, when he is when Boba Fett. That's when we first get to see Boba Fett in action, basically since Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And he is just beating the holy hell out of stormtroopers with that weird stick. And I mean, their armor is just exploding off of them and they're doing backflips and 
again, I can't spoil anything for Clone Wars, but you're going to get to some Boba Fett in Clone Wars, and it's like teenager Boba Fett, ah. where you're going to be like, okay, now that episode makes more sense. And when you're done with the Boba Fett stuff, come back and watch this, because it's like, yes, I know he, well, I know what he is. I know what he can do. Because I didn't, we were, we were both surprised when Boba Fett shows up in this season and we're like, we, you barely see him in the original trilogy. I mean, you barely see him. And then he has kind of a, you know, a lame he death in Return of the Jedi. He is a terrifying character in the Clone Wars. Like, terrifying. Oh, and and in, the, and in the Clone Wars, he's only uh, maybe a teenager. I think he's only like 10 to 12, actually. Yeah. And so speaking speaking of that, I want to just quick jump into Clone Wars. Go for it. So we are, I think, seven or eight episodes into season one. And I mean, all of us as a family, we're just like, oh, we can't wait. Like, th- this is great. And I'm only on season one. And they're they're already, I mean, the kids are like, um, kids are already like, oh, Rex is awesome. Rex and... Ahsoka, and right now, right now, R2, Anakin just rescued, we're just total Star Wars geeking out here, but. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine but by me. Anakin, uh, when we Anakin. We a whole fucking month of horror, damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's, you can, I mean, you, you've been telling me how season one is the worst, and I'm guessing this is going to be like Star Trek Next Generation to where, as I'm watching Star Trek Next Generation, I'm like, this is great. Season one is great, but. It just takes off from there. I'm guessing that that's what is, this it is going to be like. It was that way for me. It was just up and up and up and up and up. And I love, like, Star Trek Next Gen, like, the first season I enjoyed. And same with, with this, but it, it just, once you get into, like, season two and three and four, then you're looking back going, oh, man, this is so much better than those seasons. Ooh. Oh, the kids are so into this. And I'm so glad that we're out of Beyblades now. We're... At least Beyblades <laughs> have been sidelined, and now it is... I mean, we were already... We got a book from the library, Clone Wars stuff, and all the characters, and, and looking through that, I'm like, isn't Darth Maul on this show? And I'm like, let's see the date on this. I'm like, ah, 2008. Like, it was probably after season one debuted, because I'm like, we've seen all these characters in this huge, thick book already. So, it's it was it's an older book, but it's still cool that they're they're out there looking at the book and studying all the, you know, weapons and all that stuff. Anyway, I think it's cool how they are connecting, especially with Mandalorian. They're connecting the original trilogy and the prequels and the cartoons, and that's great. I love that. Yeah, and there's there's major major connections between Clone Wars, uh, which then led into Rebels, and and then uh, this show, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. They're 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 really connecting a lot of dots. So once you're done with Clone Wars and you go back and watch Mandalorian. Your in your uh, review of Mandalorian is going to go through the roof because there is so many connecting dots in between that stuff, and I know that everybody's like, "Oh, you're sucking the fan service dick," and it's like, you know what? I'm a Star Wars dork. Just blast it all over me, I guess. Yeah. Okay, what we got to wrap up. I got all the kids coming home, and the dogs are barking. Oh, the dogs are go- going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, because she came home early, and <sighs> the daughter now she's driving on her own, got her uh. license and shit, so. Show up whenever she wants. Okay, coming soon for me is I want to talk about Incarnate. I want to talk about Return of the King. Mm. Uh, I should have Next Generation wrapped up by then. My second watch, full watch, because I'm in the last season of that. It's on Netflix still. If anybody's interested, as is and the with fantastic special effects, the updated ones, as is um, Voyager. Mm. 
<laughs> uh, what do you got coming soon? Uh, for me, uh, well, because you didn't I, pick Actually, it. Clone Wars. I might start... What, what episode are you on? I'm on uh, season one, episode seven or eight. And we. this is like we watch one episode a day at the, like before bed. Just shoot me a text when you're starting one. Maybe I'll start at the same time. That way I can keep up. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. Good. I'm, shit. I'm loving it, man. I mean, like... Usually when they're watching their stuff, I'm on my phone dicking off or I'm whatever. But here it's computer closed, phone away. I'm like, eh, okay. There is no, I'm, there is no way. There is no way that you're going to be allowed past like season five. There's no way. It's not, it's just not going to happen. Cause even now there's a couple parts where I get, I get the look from the significant other. I get the look and I'm like, uh, well, anyway, wait you get to witches and chanting and shit. Oh, That'll be real interesting. Yeah, great. <laughs> great. You'll be watching uh, it by yourself in the theater room. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am going to watch Eli Roth's History of Horror thing for sure. And there's this, uh, there's this four part thing on Netflix that I might watch called The Ripper. It's a true, true crime, something or other from the seventies. Some, so I might check that out. Um, Man, it's almost depressing. Not almost. It is depressing now that Mandalorian is done. Like, I want more. Yeah, but, uh, uh I mean, it's going to be next Christmas till we get, uh, the book of Fett. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be show run by Robert Rodriguez, who did that episode that you liked. Oh. Awesome. He's not going to be directing everything, but he's going to be show running it. So it's going to be action oriented. And they Ooh. came out and said that it, that is not Mandalorian season three. Mandalorian season three is something else that will be a little bit later. And, you know, they just announced 10 other Star Wars shows that we're getting. Is it is it out of the realm of possibility? Rodriguez directed one. Is it is it possible that they could convince Quentin Tarantino to do something Star Wars-y? Sure, why not? I think he doesn't, want be... to do, he doesn't want to do, you know, full-on movies or whatever. He could get some script that he likes, rework. Uh, you're, yeah. I mean, it's a stretch, but it's not yeah. impossible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, seriously, like Clone Wars, uh, that's... What I'm going to be watching literally every day. <laughs> Good. Yep. So, and then tonight, I mean, obviously this is pre-recorded, so this Christmas will be done. But tonight is, I think, Silent Deadly Night. I think tonight's going to be the night for SNDN. We'll see. Cool. Uh, yeah. All right. I got to go. There's just so much fucking noise going on out there. Can't get her to do dishes once. Now she's out there just banging just around doing dishes, <laughs> just slamming shit, slamming doors. And okay, uh, I'll talk to you next time. Yeah, uh, next year. Wait, no, 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 not yet. No, nope. next year. No. Well, by the time that next episode releases, it'll be, ah, who cares? Yeah, time travel. Time. Yeah, yeah I'm just start over say, backwards. All of a sudden, you're going backwards. I'm going forward. I'll just uh, next episode will be three twenty-seven, then three twenty-six. I'll just yeah. start playing them backwards in reverse yeah. too. As your and shit in your be, pants. I'll be geniusly creative, right? Yeah. Your shit in your pants and the poop's going back up into me and we're... <laughs> you know how that works. It's it's yeah. science logic. Right. You know how that... Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat your shit and then food will come out of my ass. Yes. It's kind of, and now we go all the way back to South Park to where they would... Yeah. You know, remember that? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so actually, South Park is kind of tied to Tenant. Yeah. That was, ah, the, see? That was the outline. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're idiots. What a disappointment. (laughs) This show and that movie. Yes. Yep. I'll see you next time. All right. Bye.
for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.